What's going on, people? This is Jake with Radio Underland. And, uh, you know, okay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me get this out of here for a second. Let me talk about something real quick. Uh, we've all had this conversation, right? Well, not we all, uh, but those of the unvaxxed, okay? Now, I'm vaccinated. I regret it, but I am vaccinated. But let's, 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 let's stroll down memory lane, right? We've all had these conversations of, of, yeah, but the vax card, you know, you want to go to a sporting event, some type of uh, situation where they just require you to flash that, you know, little cheesy piece of paper. It's easy to fake. And then, you know, all that other kind of stuff. Um, I don't need to get vax. I'll just show a little fake card. I'll get in and it's no harm, no foul. They're not checking it against any computer system. They're not doing any of their due diligence to verify whether or not my vax card is official or not. Right. Those conversations have gone around. They've, we've had these conversations at the bar. We've had this conversation with our friends. Uh, we've had this conversation with our unvaxxed friends uh, that it's not a big deal. I want to go to a football game. I've, I've got the piece of paper in my wallet. I just whip it out. I show it. The name matches my ID. Bim, bam, pow. I'm in the game. And it is uh, uh, it, it's it's easy to get around this system. A married couple from West Seneca have become the first fans to be criminally charged for entering Highmark Stadium for a Bills game while allegedly using fake vaccine cards. Channel 2's Dave McKinley has more about what they now face and also, Dave, how they got flagged. Mm, Mary Alice, the charge is criminal possession of a forged instrument. That's a felony. And while punishable by up to seven years in prison, the district attorney is already indicating he won't be pursuing jail time for the couple who he says are hardly career criminals. Uh, they were, though, among the thousands who entered the stadium on January 15th for the playoff game with the Patriots. And the district attorney says it's likely they were far from the only ones who produced fake vaccine cards to get into this or other games this season. So how did they end up getting flagged? Allegedly, there had been some social media activity um, in previous games, uh, and someone um, saw it on social media and called the Buffalo Bills or called the health department and uh, made an anonymous tip that these two individuals were allegedly posting that they had been gotten the Bills games prior using a Vax card. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Let's stop that. Uh, so f we've got a few things going on in this story. Uh, <laughs> first off, the bitch that. Okay, I don't know if it's a bitch. It could have been a dude. It could have been a a a a a, a, a some somebody didn't like these two. Uh, first rule of thumb is: do not post on social media that you are breaking the mandate or the rules. And uh, using fake vax, vax card, that is just a mistake from the get go. Um, and like the like the uh, like the, the, you know, the officer said there or the reporter said there, um, I'm sure they weren't the only ones that were doing this. Uh, a lot of people are doing this. And, you know, a lot of people are doing this. I'm not going to give any stories of uh, of uh, because I don't want to face a felony. Did you get that right there? That possessing that document, if it is forged, is a felony. Wow. 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 You know, see, I wonder I wonder with California's three strike laws, I wonder how that could how that could add up really, 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 really fast. 
You know, I wonder if they get you on some type of felony trespassing to be in a venue where you're supposed to have your CDC card. Then they get you on a second felony for having that card in your wallet. And then they get you on a third felony from when you were 16 and you no, you were 19 and you dated a girl that was 17 and you did some statutory stuff back then. Bim, bam, pow. That's three strikes. That's three felonies. Lock them up for good and throw away the keys. Uh, for dating a girl that was two years younger than him and going to a football game and felony trespass with a felony uh, forged I, uh, I um, forged uh, vaccination card. Oh, you think I'm joking? <laughs> you think I'm joking? I don't know, man. You get the wrong, the right district attorney, man, and they could really throw the book at you on this. But who is the asshole? Who is the asshole that is calling, going through the trouble to see this social media post, call the bills and and report that they're using a fake vax card. I mean, that is just ridiculous to me. There are some petty, petty, petty mother truckers in this world. Some very, very petty people that are just out to get you for whatever they can. And this is a prime, prime, prime example of that. I just can't believe it went that far. I can't believe that the Bills organization or the security or whoever was involved there went through the trouble of going through the stadium to find these people to haul them out and uh, put them up with some, uh, accuse them of a felony charge of uh, falsifying a felony uh, vaccination card. It's just interesting. It's just interesting. And, you know, the first thing that makes me think is, you know, you people out there that want to do this, which I know there's a lot of you. I've had firsthand experience with it. Uh, just, you know, come on, don't post it on social media. Don't post it on social media. Don't set yourself up. for There's so many Karens out there that view your social media. And I swear there's more people that hate you that pay attention to your social media than there are people that actually like you. Uh, and they're going to take action and do petty, petty stuff like this. The legality of this, I don't know how legal this is, even is to be calling this a felony. Well, the documentation, just the, the, the pure forgery of a document uh, that I don't know if there's any way around that, but under the premise that they're requiring this to get into the bills game. Is that constitutional? Is that, you know, there's so many variables to this, but I'll tell you what, it's ugly. I, you know, if that district attorney did want to press charges, whether it's legal, whether it's constitutional or not, it doesn't change the fact that if the district attorney was to press charges in a situation like this, these people are going to have to lawyer up. They're going to have to lawyer up for a big case. And that lawyering up alone is going to cost them thousands of dollars, whether they're right or wrong. I mean, I've had some firsthand experience with lawsuits. And believe me, it doesn't matter whether you're right, whether you're justified. Just the fact that it comes up in a situation like this, and this would definitely be fall under criminal. You have to get a criminal attorney and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, that's something you want to avoid. I don't think I don't think a, a patriots out there need to be blowing their wad on attorneys to represent them in a case where they used a fake vax card. So just keep it off your uh, social media. That is for sure. Well, on another note, uh, you ever you ever get one of these memes uh, where you're where you're looking over a meme and it's kind of like a meme of a news article and you look at it and you thought, nah, this couldn't have happened. It's this is too outrageous. It's too crazy. Well, uh, Stefan, you know, Stefan from the Radio Underland show, we we still have this Radio Underland group chat, even though we haven't done a big group show in a long time. But we, he sent this meme, right? And it was this meme and it said something to the effect of these two officers were in Chicago and they were arresting uh, uh, two guys for drug possession and a mob surrounded them. And the officers apparently got scared 
and let the let the uh, two perps go and just to avoid the mob that was there to kick their ass. And I and I and I looked at this. I'm like, oh, can this be real? Can this not be real? What What's going on here? Well, I found the story. Now, it's an old story. It is from 2019, but there's so much stuff going on in this story that it is really thought provoking. So this happened back in March 22nd, 2019. This was in the Chicago Tribune. And and it and I'm going to try and cut to some of the the details. And here's a here's a direct quote from the officer, one of the officers that was involved. 10 people surrounded me indicating they had firearms. Then one person away from me holding his waist indicated he'd used the firearm against me. Now that's a difficult to put your mind around, right? Here it is, two officers in a neighborhood in Chicago doing a drug bust they have the drugs and a mob surrounds them and um i was reading through this article and it just made me think of a lot of things first off i I think statistically now don't quote me on this any gun interaction uh usually where there's a discharge of a firearm those kind of conflicts they go down in less than 30 seconds or 30 seconds or less Now, you factor that against the average police response time around the country, and yeah, we've got a deficit there, a deficit, a huge deficit. But what it got me thinking about is, uh, you know, here we have two officers surrounded by a mob, okay? And we know, we know, we know that if the police are going to hurry their ass and get there as fast as they can to help these uh, fellow officers out, um, they're going to, they're going to do their best. They're going to do their best. And what blows me away about this is even the police department wasn't able to protect their own and show up in time to stop this from happening. It just gets me thinking. It gets me thinking about how many times, um, you know, you hear somebody say, you know, anti-gun, that's what the police are for. You know, the police are there for to protect you, et cetera. Well, we've got a problem here. We've got a problem here in these armed situations, because if you read through this article, it it, it says that the officers saw that the uh, people standing around them were armed. People were motioning to their waistband. Uh, they all had guns, uh, illegal guns. Probably this is Chicago, one of the tightest gun regulated cities in existence. And yet here's a mob that surrounds these officers with multiple parties involved that were armed. It just makes me think, man, uh, we live in a society today is, that is under this false impression that I don't need a gun. I don't need to worry about protecting myself because, you know, if anything goes sideways, if anything goes wrong, well, that's what the police are for. They're going to be there to protect me. That is such a false sense of security in the reality of how things go down. And this is a prime example of it. If the police can't get there to protect other officers when they are, they're going to give it their 110% to get there as fast as they can, if it can't happen in that situation, what makes it think that it's going to happen to you out on a hiking trail or walking down the street on a walk? I mean, you might get lucky and there's an officer driving by, but how many times does that happen? You know? If you're really relying on the police to be your your bastion of safety and that's how you protect yourself in these armed situations against armed per- perpetrators, et cetera, um, well, let's just think about it. How many times a day, how many minutes of your day are filled with a police within eyeshot or near you or driving by or passing you? What is it? Maybe Maybe twice a day, three times a day, four times a day? Maybe for those four times a day, if somebody was to put a gun to your head right there in that second, you might be able to be protected by the police. But what about the other 
23 and a half hours a day. You know, I don't know if that's not an argument for protecting yourself, looking out for yourself. Uh, if you live in an area of trying to obtain your concealed carry permit, etc., I, I don't know what is. I mean, I hate to leave my fate in the hands of somebody else. And I've said it many times before. The police are there to show up after the fact of an incident like that and take a report. And what do they do with it after that? I don't know. Now, I was trying to find those statistics of how long the uh, typical armed interaction with a perpetrator lasts. And I can't find that, but I did find this. Uh, and it's, it's, it's regarding response times over the United States. The average response time with a 911 call is 11 minutes. That's the average. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. Now, there are some cities that do better. Uh, here's 10 major U.S. cities and their average response time. Uh, Chicago, Chicago itself, where this incident went down, its average response time is three minutes and 46 seconds. But three minutes and 46 seconds was enough time to uh, stop this interaction with this mob. It went down a whole lot faster than that. Now, if you live in Los Angeles, it's five minutes and 5.7 minutes. Seattle, seven minutes. Dallas, eight minutes. Miami, eight minutes. New York City, 9.1 minutes. Atlanta, 9.5 minutes. Houston, 10 minutes. Detroit, 12 minutes. Denver, 13 minutes. I don't know. Pause and think. All right. Now, back to something that we talked about yesterday, which was the uh, Neil Young, Neil Young throwing his weight around and telling Spotify, if if you're not going to if you're going to keep Joe Rogan, get me off there immediately. Well, Spotify responded and uh, I guess Neil Young got exactly what he wanted. He got uh, his whole catalog taken taken down. I, I don't even think that took 24 hours. Uh, and I saw a lot of people complaining about this. A lot of people saying, well, uh, we see where Spotify's at. You know, there goes this uh, mu music history, music legend, everything. Hey, listen, listen. If you're going to blame somebody, blame it on the guy that demanded this, right? Neil Young is the one that 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 went out there and he he tried to he tried to throw his weight around. He thought his fame was so important that he would get what he wanted. And it didn't work out that way. You know, uh, but if you're going to put blame on something about his uh, music catalog, he, he was just a dumbass. I mean, this is this is just I don't know what, what's a good example of this there. It's just it's just stupid what he tried to do. He tried to blackmail. He tried to blackmail using his music catalog and uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. And in less than 24 hours, they 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 took it right, right, right down. But but, you know, that was part of the wording in the message that he sent out. He said he wanted his his whole music catalog removed immediately if they weren't going to drop Joe Rogan. He, he gave you that. It's either me or them. It's either me or them. And uh, it was him. So uh, congratulations to uh, Mr. Neil Young for getting exactly what he demanded. And his catalog is now off Spotify. I don't feel sorry for him at all. I mean. I, I, I get the argument that, you know, people are out there and you go into the comment threads on this story and it is just ridiculous. But I, I get the standpoint of uh, Neil Young's music is going to be around long after Joe Rogan. Yeah, you're you, you, you might be right. You might be right. Um, but so what? 
So what? And it still would have been around. It's still, I mean, it's still on other streaming platforms. I mean, I already saw the other capitalist Americans jumping on the bandwagon. iHeartRadio is opening back up their Neil Young channel. Um, you know, everybody else is trying to cash in on this. And, there, you know, Neil Young was getting about 4.4 million streams uh, a month on Spotify. Um, he's still going to be heard. There's other outlets for that, whether it's Tidal, Amazon Music, whatever, Apple Music. He's still out there. But I think it was just a juvenile, immature thing to go after and say, hey, it's either me or him. Choose me or him. Uh, because the reality is Neil Young just does not have the clout right now today in today's society. Now, Neil Young, when we look back in, in, in the history, uh, he might have a bigger blip on the radar than, than Joe Rogan. But the problem is, is he doesn't have that bigger blip right now. He just doesn't. I mean, Joe Rogan is much more important uh, to today's society and what's going on right now uh, than Neil Young. And that's 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 all it boils down to. I, I'm still waiting to see if any other artists are going to jump on this bandwagon and demand the same thing. Um, or maybe they're going to learn their lesson. It's like, oh, shit, you know, if they didn't take down, you know, if they took down Neil Young, they're definitely going to take down mine. Um, and, you know, Spotify streaming. It's not a, it's not a, I, I think that I was reading something about, um, not Jay-Z, but, um, uh, what a hip hop artist. And he was making about $11 million a year after off of Spotify play. So, and I'm sure that dwarfs in comparison to his tours, et cetera, but it is still something substantial. Uh, and then the other story that came out was Howard Stern, who's been, uh, talking, speaking ill will of Joe Rogan, uh, quite a bit. I mean, I haven't heard the actual shows, but I've heard that this has been going on, that that Howard Stern has really been jumping on the bandwagon of slamming Joe Rogan for misinformation about the COVID vaccine, COVID, whatever, the all, all the medical COVID information that comes out on the Rogan experience. Uh, but Howard Stern did step up that he doesn't want to see Joe Rogan censored. And uh, that's exactly right. I'd love to see how many you know daily listeners or monthly listeners uh, Howard Stern has compared to Joe Rogan. To, to me, whenever you say Howard Stern, it seems like he's so beyond his prime, beyond where he once was. Um, he's just irrelevant. And th that's coming from me, from somebody that was a huge Howard Stern fan back in the day. I was a massive Howard Stern fan. I would go to work at 4 a.m. I'd catch it live coming off the East Coast. And then at 6 a.m., it'd rewind to the top of the show, whether he'd finished the show or not. And I would listen to that again. Uh, another two hours repeat of what I already heard. And then I'd finish out the show. I would have my hard hat with my earmuffs and my, uh, uh, my earphone inside those earmuffs. And I'd listen to Howard Stern every freaking day. Every freaking day for years, if not a decade. And so I was a massive Howard Stern fan, but he went off the rails. He went off the rails. Um, and it is what it is. I, 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 every occasionally I will find somewhere that has serious radio and I'll turn them on. And I don't even recognize the show anymore. It's just not what it used to be. And I think there's a lot of people that feel that exact same way. Uh, he's definitely peaked and he's on the back end of his, his career. Um, I mean, he is one of the all-time greats. You can't you can't take away his history of what he's done in radio. Howard Stern is a, a massive movement of uh, modern radio, but uh, I think his rele his relevancy, even compared to somebody like Joe Rogan in today's society, is 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 pretty mild. Here, let me see if I can find those statistics of how many people, how many Howard Stern listeners, and how many Joe Rogan listeners. Let me see if I can get that. So what I can find is Howard Stern. Uh, at his peak in his heyday, he had about 20 million listeners, 
And Joe Rogan, it looks like he has 200 million downloads a month, uh, but they track his average listenership as 11 million. Um, and they're saying today, so when Howard Stern went to uh, Sirius Radio, they had 600,000 subscribers. And when Howard Stern went there, it, it, it they moved up to about 35 million. Uh, experts claim it's, I guess it's kind of hard to track that. Uh, Howard Stern has several million viewers a day. Um, so what is several, uh, three to five, something like that. And it looks like Rogan's at about 11 million. So Rogan does beat out Stern overall. Uh, it's still, you know, it's relatively, well, twice as many, I guess you could say twice or two and a half times as many. Um, but yeah, it looks like, uh, uh Joe Rogan is the bigger dog in the fight. You know, uh, Joe Rogan signed a hundred million dollar contract. I'm not too sure for the term of that. Uh, but last time Howard Stern re-upped his contract, it was over a hundred million for one year. So, uh, you know, Sirius radio definitely sees the value of Howard Stern and Joe Rogan's making money. They're both, I mean, come on hundred million dollars. They're both making, they're both making a lot of money. Um, Howard Stern might be making more. Uh, annually, but he's also on a paid subscription service, which I guess Spotify is a paid subscription service too. Um, so it is what it is. Rogan's the bigger dog in the fight uh, by about two times as much. So I don't know. That's just random facts that as as we were talking about this situation, I just kind of wanna wanted to look up and see what was going on. And to touch on one more story that is uh, uh, yeah, kind of in the same vein. Now, Dan bon- Bongino, Bongino, I don't know how to say his last name. I recognize the guy's face. I see him all the time. I see him in, in quick little Facebook blurbs and, and he gets passed around a lot. Uh, he has a show on Fox and a show on uh, YouTube. Well, <laughs> had a show on YouTube. Uh, anyways, you guys would definitely recognize him, but Dan, uh, Bongino, 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 uh, he's, uh, permanently banned, kicked off YouTube for posting, COVID misinformation. Once again, here we go. Shut down of the conservative right. This guy is obviously a majorly conservative uh, political and uh, 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 social commentary. And uh, I'm going to read this article from the Washington Post. Google owned YouTube said it had permanently banned prominent conservative media figure Dan Bongino from its site after he repeatedly broke its rules on posting coronavirus misinformation. Bogino, who hosts a show on Fox News in addition to a talk radio show and online broadcast, had been given a strike and a week-long suspension from YouTube early in January for saying in one of his videos that masks were useless. He uploaded another video later in the month that also broke the platform's rules on coronavirus misinformation when he tried to upload a third video. The company banned him permanently. Now, they don't say what the other two videos are. Uh, Maybe some of you guys already know. Uh, But YouTube has had rules against posting false or misleading information about the coronavirus and vaccines since the beginning of the pandemic. Although critics have said the company enforces its rules unevenly, in September, it took down the accounts of several anti-vaccine influencers after years of research from uh, misinformation researchers suggesting the platform played a role in the growth of vaccine hesitancy. Oh, my God, don't you dare create any vaccine hesitancy. Um, but that's, that's the world that we live in. Uh, so his first week suspension was for saying masks don't do anything. All right. All right. Well, uh, um, I'm not going to say whether max masks do anything or not, but I can tell you one thing, get, 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 get your teenage son's vape pen, you know, or your junior hires vape pen that he shouldn't have, but he has anyways, because kids like to smoke that flavored stuff at school. Grab that thing, put on your little medical mask, 
take a big, 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 big puff and go look in the mirror and blow out with the mask on and tell me what you see. Now, the mask could be somewhat of a slight deterrent of direction of that vapor, uh, but they do not contain that vapor. And here's the thing, the Omicron, the COVID, the virus, everything, it's a much smaller than those uh, vapors that you're seeing from a vape, a nicotine vape or whatever vape or hookah pipe, whatever you want to do. Um, and they just matter of factly do not, if they can't keep the vapor from a nicotine, um, you know, e-cigarette behind the mask, keep it contained that they're not going to keep the, the, the COVID vac, uh, virus either. It's just simple. Uh, you don't need to be a complete and utter scientist to figure this out. You know, it's much smaller. They say that the size of the COVID virus is smaller than, than, than the molecules that, 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 that contain smell. So if you can smell anything through your mask, then, uh, yeah, it's not going to keep the COVID variant, whatever out of your nostrils. So I don't know. YouTube's on the warpath. I think it has more to do with just shutting down a conservative voice than it really has to do with the coronavirus. But that's just me. I mean, they're going after the people that are popular. The one they're having the problem with is Joe Rogan. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland News. Uh, date, you know, just 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 going by. I'm I'm preparing for my baby shower this weekend. Yes, I'm going to be a geriatric father. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And we'll see. Maybe I get Missy in here one day to talk a little bit or maybe Tom or Steph or one of the other guys. But anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland. Hope you guys have a great day and I will see you next time.